Hey guys, it's Jason. You know I am the Improve Always and Always guy. Have you ever wanted to live the Improve Always and Always lifestyle day in and day out? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. It's the Vitruvian Lab, and you can go to the Apple Store right now and download it for free. And I got to tell you about my latest course. It's Massively Transformative Habits, MTH. This is a course where I not only give you the science backed research of those universal habits that every single one of us need to adopt for better health, better thinking, better relationships, living longer and living healthier. But also, I give you the behavioral science that will help you understand how to make these behaviors habits. It's one thing to know what you should be doing. It's another thing to know how to start habits. But combining the two, knowing exactly what you should be doing every single day of your life for a more joyful, fulfilling life, a healthier life, and also how to make those habits stick, it's all in Massively Transformative Habit. Here's where you can learn all about it. JasonRightNow.com forward slash M-T-H. JasonRightNow.com forward slash M-T-H. Go out to the App Store, download the Vitruvian Lab for free. Then go over and check out JasonRightNow.com forward slash M-T-H. There's only going to be 50 slots for this initial cohort. I want you to check it out. If you have any questions, contact me. Find out if this is right for you. I would love to talk to you. That's jasonrightnow.com forward slash MTH. Check out Massively Transformative Habits. Now, enjoy the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I almost forgot the best part. Because you are a Jason Wright Show listener, you get $100 off the course should you decide to take it. All you have to do is put in promo code podcast at the checkout and you get the course for $100 off. Check it out. Promo code podcast. Go right now. JasonRightNow.com forward slash MTH. I will see you there. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Jason Wright Show, Best Friday Ever, where it is my goal, my mission to do my best to ensure that this is your best Friday ever. And today, I want you to ask yourself a question, and look, this is a big one, all right? This this is a big meatball hanging out there, a big matzo ball. And that question is very simple. What is your life's purpose? And here's the reason why. I want to ask you this question. It's because it can actually make you live longer. So I'm doing some research on for an article that I'm doing for the Vitruvian Letter. If you have not subscribed, please do that by going to jasonrightnow.com and, um, and signing up for the newsletter. And one of the things that I keep coming across is the fact that those who have a strong sense of purpose in their life, you know, their, their life's mission, why they're, they are here, whether it's religion, whether it's their family, whether it's their vocation, whatever it is, they tend to live longer. As a matter of fact, the, um, in Okinawa, which is like the, the blue zone of blue zones, this is where the longest living people on earth reside. They have a word for this. It's called, I wrote it down, so I would, I'm still going to butcher it. A key guy, I think I think I'm pronouncing that right. A key guy, which is reason for being. That's what it translates to. You know, they they have a strong sense of understanding why they are here. 
And so I thought to myself, you know, what's my purpose? And it's one of the things, I'll be honest with you, it's one of the biggest struggles that I have had in my life. And yes, I mean, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and I know that, so there's some purpose in my faith for me personally. Uh, but a lot of times I, I tend to tie my vocation, what I'm doing for a living, to my purpose. And that's a tough one for me because, like, for instance, I have a real, real hard time doing things just for money. And I, I, I'm like almost obsessed with if the vocation doesn't somehow line up with my life's purpose or I don't find purpose or meaning in the work. If the, at the end of the day, the only purpose in it is making money. I just, I, I lose all interest. And it's really been kind of a problem, to be honest with you, because I mean, I've, I've just foregone some incredible opportunities that would have been really financially rewarding that probably would have allowed me to do things, you know, much more purpose driven had I done them, but I just, I really struggle with this. So I thought I would challenge you today with that question. What is your purpose? And so this is kind of like a walk together as as is often the case, whenever I pose these big questions or, or if I, if I come on here and I go, Oh my God, I found this solution. I want to tell you guys about how to do this or how to do that for better health, better mindfulness, whatever the case may be. Usually it's an exploration and self-discovery that I'm like, oh, I got to bring this to the Jason Wright Show audience. They got to hear this. And one of the funniest things that I came across when I was doing this research is uh, an article by Mike, uh, excuse me, Mark Manson, where he asked the question, what makes you forget to eat and poop? And I was like, uh, it's kind of like, and, and you know, this ties back to a flow state. What gets you into that state of flow where time seemingly just stands still? You do forget to eat. You don't get tired. You're energized. And so what that, you know, not forgetting to eat and poop essentially means what is that thing that whenever you're doing it, it puts you into the, this intense state of flow. And I went back and I was reading some of his old uh, blog entries. And one of the things that he came up with is a tactic to figure out the thing that is probably tied to your purpose is to go back to your childhood and think about that thing that you used to do that you no longer do. That it was just something you did in it. Because remember, as kids, we don't worry about doing things to make money, right? We do things because they're fun and they're enjoyable. And it was weird. The, the thing that came to my mind was I used to take apart old radios. I just take them apart and I would just, and I never could put them back together, uh, which might, which will be no surprise to my wife because I'm the worst handyman on, on planet earth. But I really enjoyed that. But then I started thinking about, okay, what else did I really enjoy doing? Well, one of the things I loved doing was writing stories in fact, one time whenever I was a kid, I, I wrote this uh, story in I think like third or fourth grade. Uh, it was a horror story, and they ended up reading it on the radio. And I remember that was a big deal, you know. And so, and so I've continued to try to write. And so, for me, what it boils down to is I like to create. And here's a here's another question that he asked that I thought really kind of brings it home. And this is what for for me anyway is essentially what would you do even if it sucked. Okay. So, cause, cause life is going to suck, right? It's always, there's always going to be some suck. No one's going to have a perfect day every day. It just doesn't exist. There's too many other humans in the world to allow that to happen. Right. And humans have a really good way of making a day not perfect. And so for me, I thought to myself, well, the things that I'm willing to do and still enjoy without a lot of financial reward 
that sometimes just sucks, that is sometimes just hard and and kind of brain-breaking, is this, this podcast, creating my online courses that, you know, right now I'm still in the early stages of. The Vitruvian Lab is a startup enterprise that it's been a long, hard, grueling process, but I keep going forward because when I'm working on writing a new course about self-improvement from a nutritional standpoint, a physical fitness standpoint, a neurological standpoint, then what it does, it forces me to go in and have to learn about how to optimize the human body, which I thoroughly enjoy. I just kind of geek out on. And then I get to talk about it and teach about it. It's like, a, again, it's like the little kid bringing something home to their parent and being excited about it and going, oh my gosh, did you, mom, dad, look at this. And so that's what I get to do with the Vitruvian Lab. So if I never sold a course ever, then it would still be fun. And so I think that maybe, I, I hope, I have found my purpose, which is to, it's taking this improve always and always mantra, if you will, and then creating the best version of myself so that I can then impact the community around me and make for a happier and more prosperous uh, world. And another thing that I found that for me I love to do is I love to help other people get their ideas together. I'm working with a couple of friends right now, one being uh, Josh Tomlin. Great example of your state. And, 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 and it was funny because whenever I read the, the quote by uh, Mark Manson about forgetting to eat or poop, I thought to myself, okay, yesterday, just yesterday, I, had, I was still fasting, and uh, it was about, I don't know, 11 o'clock, and Josh was coming over to to work on something for a business that he and I are trying to do, which essentially is his business. It's uh, his uh, his coaching academy, which I know is going to blow up and be amazing because Josh not only was a, a professional pitcher for uh, in Major League Baseball for over a decade, but he's also just an incredible student of the game and a great coach. So anyway, gonna be it's going to be amazing. And whenever he came over and we started working, I was hungry before he got there because, I mean, it was like 11 o'clock. I hadn't eaten. I'd already, you know, had my first workout. So, look, I'm in my fasting state. Josh comes over. We start talking about his academy and kind of getting some pieces together for the business plan. I completely forgot about, forgot about eating. I was no longer hungry. I mean, I was in the zone. So that got me to thinking, okay, that's something I really love to do. What is something you love to do? What is something that will make you forget to eat? that you you enjoy it so much because if you can find that thing then there's probably a part of your purpose in life tied to that and if you can discover that then you might actually live longer one of my favorite stories ever was uh, of George Burns all right so for those of you who are too young to remember George Burns George Burns was a a comedian I think he started out in vaudeville maybe I mean he he's old school I mean George was like and and for my whole life George Burns was an old man, and he was known for being this old man with his big cigar and his little round glasses, his his um, gruff voice. And one of the things I read about him that he said one of the secrets to his longevity, whenever he was pushing a hundred at the time, was that he had appearances scheduled on his calendar by his agent all the way past his one hundredth birthday. He loved to make people laugh. He loved what he was doing. And as a result, he continued to schedule things out even beyond his 100th birthday to keep him going. And the dude lived to be nearly 100 years old. Look at people like Winston Churchill, 
Winston Churchill was not the epitome of health, but Winston Churchill had a defined purpose for his life. Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa wanted to help the poor and the indigent. She wanted to make sure that the least among us had help. She had a strong purpose. I think this is why you see a lot of preachers and people in ministry who definitely know their purpose. They know their their calling. I mean, it's literally, they say, I was called, right? They know what they're doing. And, and so not only will you have more joy in life, but understanding your purpose will actually help you to live longer. Now, here's one of the things, too, that I think is kind of cool about it is that a lot of us, and, and look, I'm that guy, you know, I had to really kind of evaluate this to go, all right, so what is my purpose? And I do, I do think that it is part of the, this podcast and expressing these, these ideas and these discoveries. It's writing, again, writing about ideas and discovery of the human spirit and human optimization and those sorts of things. I used to think it was, it was business and entrepreneurship, but that's, it's not, I don't, well, here's what I found. Okay, so here's what I was actually getting to. This is a perfect segue. So a lot of times, the actual purpose for our life, it's kind of like an Easter egg. It's, it's hidden somewhere within our vocation, or it's hidden within the thing we're doing. And so I was about to tell you how I realized that entrepreneurship and business, you know, I looked like a big, good business guy. I acted like a good business guy. I'd had a little bit of success early in my life. And so it seemed like, oh, well, then that's your purpose is to be a business guy. Not necessarily because there's two facets, especially as an entrepreneur. There is the entrepreneur who is good at conceiving of the idea, putting the pieces together and building the business. And then there's somebody that's really good at actually running the business. Here's a great example. I have a buddy of mine who just became the CEO of a company. He is really good at operations and running businesses, but when it comes to just starting from scratch, that's really, that at least you know, up to this point, that has not been his strong suit. But if you can have an entrepreneur that's a creator, that's the idea person that can drive through that 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 kind of that wall of resistance and get an idea off the ground, then that then he's the guy you bring in to run it. Well, here's what I always loved. I'll never forget. I used to tell this to people whenever I uh, purchased my very first company. The most fun for me was acquiring the business and and, and fi figuring out how at 28 years old when I had no money to acquire my first business. Like that, it was such a blast figuring that out and leveraging the, you know, do, doing the financing and, and just the, the whole excitement of it. Running it was a completely different deal. I hated it because then all that there was to do at that point, is, as I saw it, was to just keep it going to make money. And I just, that wasn't it. But the Easter egg within it that I didn't realize at the time was the creativity aspect of it, the creativity of figuring out how at that young age with no experience and no money to make this thing come to life. So a lot of you, you, you're, you might be in some way living out your purpose right now, but it's like an Easter egg hidden within a vocation, hidden within your family, hidden within your volunteer work, hidden somewhere that if you can find that Easter egg and then go, how can I make this become more prevalent in my life than it can actually make you live longer. Another shining example, going back to what I said earlier, of finding that thing that even on the times, or even during the times that it really sucks, 
but you keep going. You're willing to do it. You have this thing that you're doing, and sometimes it will literally bring you to your knees. It will make you exhausted. It will break your brain. It will just completely tax you. It will suck your human spirit. But you look in the mirror, and you, and you, and you just go, you know what? But there's nothing I would rather be doing. A great example of this is my wife. My wife, Jimlin, the hardest working woman on earth. She is, I mean, she has built a retail business and it's old school. I mean, it is high touch customer service at its finest brick and mortar. Yes, we have an online presence or she has an online presence. I don't want, I don't want to say we, it is ours, but she built it. It is hers. I'll give all credit where credit's due. I always tell people I'm her intern. I take out the trash, I bring lunch and I'm her Uber driver. That's the extent. I am her cheerleader. She runs that ship. And during Christmas, I mean, it's a toy store. It's a children's store, right? Nearly 5,000 square feet of toys and monogramming and children's clothes. And come Christmas, she is the number one game in town. And there are times that I will take her up to the store at 5 in the morning and then I'll be back up there, and she will not leave till 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning during Christmas. Starting the first week of November, she is there seven days a week through Christmas Eve. She just gets completely exhausted. During COVID, it was an absolute beatdown. There are times whenever, uh, I remember we had, uh, I don't know if you guys saw on the news, I guess it was a couple years ago, that UPS had all these packages that went out to California and they ended up just, they ended up getting stolen off train cars. And so all these people didn't get their packages. Well, guess what? One of those packages was about $2,500 worth of Christmas gifts from one of our customers to their grandchildren out in California. And $2,500 to a small business, especially during Christmas, that's a big hit. But you know what my wife did? She went and replaced the entire order, shipped it, didn't wait on UPS to fix it, which they never did. It was just, sorry, you know, sorry, your, your, your customer didn't get their stuff, and sorry, you're out the money. Never did anything. And insurance didn't matter. Whatever. She didn't care. Get the customer. I mean, it's just it's little things like that. That's one of those moments where, like I said, you can be doing something that you know you're called to do, you love it, but there's going to be times it sucks. But yet, I guarantee you, you ask my wife, would you be doing anything else? Absolutely not. But here's the thing. That store, here's the Easter egg. I'm going to show you what the Easter egg looks like and what really drives her to continue to do that even during those moments when it sucks really bad. It's not the making the money. That's not, it's not what it is. It's not she looks and goes, oh, wow, we crushed it this Christmas, and we sit around you know, and with our dog Cotton and, 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 you know, and, and sit there and count, count, the, count the money. That is not why she does it. Anyone that knows my wife, anyone that shops at Hot Tots knows that you can call her five minutes before an important event. You've got your first grandchild coming home from the hospital. You have a gender reveal that you're doing, and you need the little the little cannons that shoot the pink or blue uh, confetti, whatever you need. She's there. She's there. She loves serving her customers. Her purpose is in taking care of people. Her purpose is being there whenever people need her. She, the, 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 those moments, and there have been some horrible moments, such as when a, a, a child is stillborn and a grandmother comes in 
and explains that to Jimlin, and she gets to say, "Yes, here, here is this baby's outfit." And by the way, I, there's no way you're paying me for that. Okay, heartbreaking moment. But she loves, as painful as that can be, she loves to be there in that moment to help that person. That's the Easter egg within what looks like just a a, a small business owner, an entrepreneur that's grinding it out, trying to make a living and trying to make a successful business. No, the real Easter egg is her purpose, which is taking care of people. And when you can find that, then that's when you know you found something. And, here, and as an example, I can say my wife is hardly ever sick. She's in great health, and uh, and she she's just a happy person because she has found her purpose. And I think you know another great example was um, was my stepmom. She uh, she she found her purpose in in her real estate business. And she crushed it. She loved it. She loved what she did. She liked making the money. But really, I can tell you, she would t- it wasn't about the money for her. It was finding this purpose in helping people find their homes or find their property and be a part of that transaction. Then it became, as she got older, mentoring her agents and, and teaching and coaching them. And I watched her live out that purpose in building that business. That's what it was about for her. And so I just encourage you today to find your purpose because if nothing else, it will actually make you live longer. I'm hoping, and I can tell you, look, here's a great example. Okay. So, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life. All right. I really am. I mean, by all metrics, even as a, uh, an athlete growing up, a college athlete, I would put 48 in two weeks, good Lord, 48-year-old Jason up against 25-year-old Jason any day of the week. I truly would. And so I'm healthier, I feel better, I'm a lot happier, but guess what? It's not because I'm vain about it. It's not because I, that's just not the deal. It's because I have this podcast and I've created this ecosystem that reinforces my purpose, which is human optimization and health and wellness and and good thinking and being the greatest partner to my wife I can possibly be and a good dad. It's, it's It's creating this. That's my purpose, to improve always and always so that I can be the best version of myself. And then that will spill over into my community and my family around me. That's that's the whole goal. And so I'm willing to even, again, I'm willing to go down to this garage here in just a minute and abuse my body for a, for a period of time, you know, thanks to Ben Greenfield and the Ladder app. I'm willing to do that little bit of suck because it feeds my purpose to be the best version of myself I can possibly be. And so I'm hoping that, you know, and I focus a lot, I talk about a lot in this podcast about longevity and living longer, and that's how this whole thing developed. That's the, the way this whole episode came about, is me wanting to write an article about longevity and living longer. And, and, as, and as I came upon this idea by Mark Manson of doing something that makes you forget to eat or poop, that's a pretty good idea that you found. If not your purpose, there's something in that activity that is a purpose driver. And if you can kind of meditate on that for a little while, whatever that thing is you're doing, whether it's figuring out the creativity aspect of it, whether it's figuring out that you just love a good challenge, whatever it is, 
if you can figure that out and you can add to that, then and, and then in that discover your life's purpose, well, then not only will you be happier, more joyful, and possibly make a lot of money if that's what you, you know, I mean, who doesn't want to have financial freedom? But more importantly, you get to live healthier, happier, longer as a result of it. So I hope on this best Friday ever, this helps you kind of put some ideas together to figure out what is your purpose? What is it that you are called to do? What what is it that you are uniquely and perfectly designed to do in this life that is your purpose? Go find it, go do it, and hopefully it'll make you live a little longer. Thanks for joining me. Hey, don't forget, please do indeed sign up for the Vitruvian Letter. My personal newsletter comes out every week. It's where I just kind of encapsulate all the things that I'm doing to improve always and always. I would really appreciate you checking that out. Also, go out to jasonrightnow.com forward slash MTH and look at my new course, Massively Transformative Habits. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be a cohort of 50 overachievers, self, I mean, just obsessed self-improvers. Part of this course will be helping identify your purpose in life, figuring out what you're called to do. It's going to be a, it's going to be how do you develop a growth mindset to be able to not only be better at the things you're doing, but to take chances you otherwise wouldn't? How can you optimize your health? There's an immune-centric health portion of it that's going to talk about how you can have a more a robust immune system that will help you lower inflammation, which is the primary driver for longevity and slowing the aging process. I'm going to talk about flow state and how you can neurologically manipulate the chemicals in your brain to get into a state of flow to 5x your production. What if you could actually get as much production in two hours as it takes the average person eight hours to do? We know who's really studying this and who's spending spending millions of dollars to do the training that I tap into in this course, the Navy SEALs. They realize the power of a flow state and group flow and what it can do for their warriors. And so I teach you some of the tools and the techniques that the United States Navy SEALs are deploying to be better thinkers, more productive, more laser-like focused. It's a cool course. I have put my heart and soul into this. So check that out at jasonrightnow.com forward slash M as in Mary, T as in Tom, H as in ho, ho, ho. I love Christmas. So anytime I could throw in some Christmas in there, I'm, 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 I'm in. So with that, have a great weekend. Continue to improve always and always. Go find your purpose. I'm Jason and I'm out. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out.